Welcome to Happy Trails, the podcast for trail riders. Episode 14, Top 10 Horse Trails in Colorado. Hi, I'm your host, Jess. I'm a rider, rock climber, and traveler. Three years ago, I gave up my normal life and began an adventure across the U.S. Since leaving New Jersey, my partner Byron and I have been living in our trailer and following good weather. Or at least trying, because sometimes it doesn't quite work out. Anyway, we move around the western states with our two horses, River and Mackenzie. We enjoy trail riding and rock climbing and choose destinations with both options. I started this podcast as a way to share my experiences and the knowledge that I've gained. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. This episode is all about Colorado. It's a beautiful state with a plethora of outdoor activities. We've visited many times over the years for hiking, climbing, and skiing, but I've never ridden there. So last winter, I started looking into places we could stay with the horses. I stumbled onto the Denver Metro Area Trail Riding Facebook page. There, I found a link to the website tophorsetrails.com. It turned out to be a directory of Colorado trails and horse camps. I was super excited to find such a great resource, and I reached out to the creator, Michael Keza. She was a lot of fun to talk to. It turned out that we had a ton of stuff in common and ended up near talking Deckers, forever before even getting to the interview. Town, near Deckers, there's a group campground, but at, towards that area is where all the dispersed camping is. Nice. I'll put that on my to research list. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you for that. Sure. Um, and keep your ear out if you yeah, have like, a friend or a neighbor who would let us camp in their driveway and turn our horses in their pasture or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll, uh, I'll start paying attention now. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I won't take up any more of your time with my own personal agenda. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I literally can't... nothing else to do so because my next uh, task is to go work on the website. So. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, that's a good segue. I I really like your website. Tell me how you came up with this idea. Sure. So um, I'm actually, uh, I started my career as a web developer, uh, web programmer, and then got into graphic design and online marketing. So um, I already had web development experience. And coupled that with, um, I think I ran into the same problem that most trail riders run into of where to ride. And what I noticed online is when I would ask in any group of, hey, anybody know any trails? Everybody listed the same six trails. Uh, and of course, I had ridden those already and was bored. Um, and so I decided to spend last winter, so winter of 2019, 2020, doing research and basically just started curating anything and everything I could find from other trail websites to the um, National Forest Service website, everything I could find, I just started piling it into a Google Google Sheet um, and ultimately ended up making a list of 100 trails. Uh, I think I ended up with like 110. Um, and uh, so I randomly decided at this is pre-COVID, uh, randomly decided in February of 2020 that I was going to go ride all of those trails. Uh, and so as soon as the weather cleared up here, which starts to get better around March, um, I'm at 7,500 feet here. Um, I got, I rallied my 
friends who were all all my riding buddies and they all said you know hell yeah let's go ride so we just started going to these random trails in the mountains or wherever and riding and it was so much fun and we were taking all these pictures and like having such a blast um it wasn't until actually midsummer uh i kept seeing all these other people posting where do i ride where do i ride and I had this Google sheet and I would just share the link with them just to, you know, spread the love. And everybody was like, wow, this list is fantastic. Um, and, and asking questions about the trails. And I'm like, look, I don't actually know that much about the trails until I ride them. And so they're like, oh, so they would ask for reviews about the trails that I had ridden. And so I'm like, gosh, why don't I, you know, take my existing skill set and just apply it to trails and so that's where in August I built out the Top Horse Trails website and have been hacking away at it ever since uh, adding new features and functionality and I constantly ask uh, people in I also run a Facebook trail riding group and so I'll ask people for input and improvements and all of that and people are super helpful and offer fantastic ideas and so I go and then uh, build them out and so that's kind of how it all came together um, <clears throat> I do we my friends and I, my writing buddies and I started a, f a Facebook writing group and there was six of us in it and we uh, would just coordinate all of our rides through this Facebook group and then as we met new people and they're like oh we want to join you uh, we would tell them to go join the Facebook group. So then we were up to like 20 members and we're like, wow, this is out of control. <laughs> so, um, so we're like, wow, you know, all these people are joining and riding with us and they would go on a couple rides with us and it was great. And they would then share the group with their friends and then their friends would share it with other friends. And, sh and sure enough, over the summer, it kind of blew up and it went from at the beginning of the year, there was six of us in this group and now we're almost at 600 people. Uh, in this uh, Denver Metro Horseback Riders uh, trail group. So pretty cool. Wow, that's incredible. So I see right now that your website requires users to create an account in order to log in and see the details about the trails. It's free right now, but are you planning on monetizing this? Yes. I, In fact, I am working on all of that. Um, my my ultimate goal is to get more people out on the trail. And so I want to keep basic information free forever. Um, if it means that somebody finds the website on Google and goes and rides a trail, that's exactly what I want. Um, we're losing access to trails. Like for example, the Colorado, um, the Continental Divide Trail put out a survey and didn't even list equestrians as a sport on their survey. So it's things like that that we're getting we're getting forgotten, um, and and ultimately I, I see the horse industry is a dying sport. It's too expensive. There's no land. Um, it's just too much to get into. Uh, people tend to be clicky, don't want to share their horses, so then you know new people don't get into riding, things like that. And so um, like where this all stems from is that I just want more horses on the trail so we don't lose access and don't get forgotten. I Yes, I do intend to monetize because the site is not actually cheap um, to run it. I, you know, I pay monthly fees for hosting and the costs and 
um, I need to bring on another programmer to help me do some of the features and functionality. So yeah, so running the site isn't um, free. And so that's where I'm trying to find where to add the most value to people who use it. So there will always be a free version. There, I'm hoping to add a, f uh, there's gonna be a public version, which of course is free. <clears throat> and then there's gonna be a free membership. And then I'm gonna add on a premium version. And that premium version is gonna have extensive features and functionality. Um, you know, I have a whole, I have a giant whiteboard in front of me of all the things that I wanna build out and add to it. Uh, and so that's the plan is that, look, if if you want to support the site and, and believe in what we're doing and really appreciate the detail that we go into on these trails, then here's a way to support us is with this premium membership. And I intend to make it very affordable. So it's like a, a very low annual fee. And we can then just use that to cover the costs of actually running the site. So that's the intention. That sounds totally fair and reasonable. Not everything should be free. I mean, you're putting a ton of work into what you're doing. Yeah, and and what makes it a bit different, because I've researched like all the other trail sites and how people are doing things, and everybody has their own idea of what a trail site should be. And where a lot of the other trail sites are going for width, I'm going for depth. So that's where I'm focusing. I'm based in Colorado, so I'm focusing only on Colorado right now and going as deep as I can. And then next, once I have basically maxed out what I could with Colorado trails, camping, I just added camping about two weeks ago, and I'm starting to fill that in. Um, I'll then tackle the next state. Like, I'm super interested in Utah, and there's gorgeous, I saw on your page, some of the amazing trail rides out there. So I would love to then tackle Utah. And then once I go deep on Utah, then tackle the next state and just start building out from there. But yeah, so I'm trying to just build the most comprehensive Colorado trail site right right now. And then as we, we finish out Colorado, then we'll go to the next state, but going for that depth. And then also the, I mean, as you saw in the, trail pages it's you know very detailed information of course where I can get it if I write it I take a ton of photos I'm hoping to then um, build out a uh, trailblazer program where people from other places can then start contributing and just have like an ambassador program basically where people can contribute and crowdsource some of that information so that's the goal I think that's great I'm uh, I think you and I have are kind of on the same wavelength <laughs> like um a we have a lot of the same idea ideas about like quality versus quantity and b i'm i'm kind of struggling with my own like the the blog and the podcast like yeah i haven't put 100 percent effort into it just yet because it's really freaking hard and really boring sometimes <laughs> yes um, <laughs> I prefer doing physical work outside as opposed to mental work so it's really difficult for me to try to focus on something like this it is it's the boring it's the boring stuff which is where living in a state that's snowy and you can't go ride uh, <laughs> yeah, is fantastic <laughs> it forces you to work on your stuff <laughs> Yeah, I definitely get more done in the winter, too. Even though we're in Arizona, it's still 
a little chilly. <laughs> oh, we moved up from Arizona. So we moved from Yuma. And here we went off on a tangent talking about places we've lived and somehow got onto the topic of hobbies besides horses. <laughs> yeah, my husband's a birder, so he goes birding. Okay. Uh, he has his favorite t-shirt is a guy with binoculars and it says not creepy just a birder (laughs) 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 then there was the inevitable discussion about weather in different locales i used to slog around in snow and mud at least you guys have dry winters in new jersey we had wet for like you can get the blower and just like blow your driveway (laughs) that's awesome all right, let's get back on track. All right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've found like a soulmate friend in you already. <laughs> I know. You'll just have to come out with us and like go on our little trips. So you live in a really beautiful area of Colorado in the mountains and you have all this wonderful trail riding around you. Can you give me your top 10? Yes. In fact, I just published my top 10. It was really hard. Um, Okay, so my top 10, I'm going to work backwards. So starting with my number 10 was the Geneva Creek Iron Fence. We found this one on accident. We actually started riding another trail, and it was too difficult for one of the riders. And so we ended up backtracking, and we found this side dirt road and took it and rode it for a couple miles. First off, the views were just gorgeous. We were at about 11,000 feet elevation and we're riding up farther into the mountains and somebody told us there was a ghost town at at the end of the road so we all thought sweet let's go see this ghost town. Well then we we took a wrong turn and then ended up riding down this abandoned trail and at the end of it was what's called iron fens and iron fens are this phenomenal uh, natural occurrence and there's only eight of them in the world and they are all in Colorado and we ended up at one of the bigger ones and it's these natural stair steps with water pouring over them and each step is like eight feet tall Uh, just stunning to look at they're they're iron of course so they're red and then they had all these other yellows and you know coppers running through them and then of course the water um, waterfall pouring over these steps there was probably about 50 steps uh, so just stunning so that made my number 10 um, next is Staunton State Park this is a fun one we had about two hours of daylight and 10 miles of trail and so we booked it and uh, ran about half of it. The other half was technical, uh, easy technical, but you know, up and down mountains and stuff. And so that was just a blast. We still talk about how much fun it was. Um, Number eight is Rolling Creek. And this one is actually part of the bigger 400, almost 500 mile Colorado Trail. So it feeds off of the Colorado Trail. And this was just an enjoyable rolling through the forest uh, wilderness area so there's no bikes allowed so it was just peaceful I think we saw one hiker uh, the whole ride and it was gorgeous Um, number seven we talked about Buffalo Creek so this is a great area it's a huge mountain biking trail system but we went on um, an off day so we went on a Sunday evening and maybe saw you know 10-15 mountain bikers and they were all very aware of trail yielding rules and super nice and it was just great again that one we ran about half of it 
um, very flowy. There was a wildfire out there about 30 years ago. So half of it is forested and then the other half is through the burn area, which, um, you know, is awesome and sad, but it makes for fantastic clear views of the surrounding mountains. So really pretty. Uh, Square Top Lakes was a short, but talk about breathtaking. Uh, I believe the trail is at about 12,000 feet elevation and you just go up this path that goes to this gorgeous alpine lake. It's almost at the peak of the mountain. The peak of the mountain actually sits right behind it. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous setting. And then when you turn around, it's even better. There's uh, Mount Beardstadt uh, in just the next mountain across the valley. And there are several other of the 14ers. Um, if you know about the 14ers of Colorado, there's a couple all viewable from this trail that's just stunning. So that was um, my number six. Uh, number five is Burning Bear. This is another one. These are on Guanella Pass, uh, which is this high pass road. It, totally trailerable. I have a 16 foot three horse and um, super easy. There's designated trailer parking, all of that kind of stuff for these trails. Burning Bear was my number five. Um, this is the main feature photo on Top Horse Trails, was the view from the trail of all the peaks down the valley. So this is a 11,000 foot valley. And then you look down the valley and there's all these mountain peaks um, on either side, which is just gorgeous. Uh, burning Bear, so burning, it's uh, rolling hills through the forest and a creek and waterfalls and um, just awesome. Next is uh, number four is Herman Gulch. This was uh, one I did not expect to be so fantastically amazing, breathtaking, stunning. Uh, right, af right off of the highway of I-70, so a major highway, uh, you pull off in the parking lot, and first off, parking is pretty tight, so you got to go early. We went at like 6.30, 7 in the morning um, and parked and didn't have a trouble then. But this is one where you earn the view. So it goes up and up and up and up and up, and it gets you probably probably 11,000, just above 11,000 uh, feet elevation. And again, another alpine lake that's beautiful. Just, I mean, we got up there and we're just awestruck by it. So um, number three, and I have a feeling number three might turn into my number one uh, if I go back and ride more of it. Uh, number three is French Pass. This was one where we kind of had to off-road to the trailhead, but it was totally doable. And uh, the day that we went, um, my poor husband, I had nobody to ride with, and I wanted to do this ride, and he was like, okay, I'll go with you. So he has a horse, and so we got his horse, and his horse was like, I hate you, um, because he's like, I'm a pasture pet now. <laughs> so we get his horse, and we go, and it's, uh, it's a Saturday. It's 45 degrees blustering wind, raining, drizzle, just miserable. And we rode part of French Pass and we probably got to 11,000, 11, um, And the whole valley just opened up to these peaks and, and incredible views. The mountains were these gorgeous silver and red color. 
uh, it was early September, so the fall foliage was all turning, and talk about amazing. This was one that I was like, this is why I'm in Colorado. Uh, just stunning. And this this trail actually goes all the way to Breckenridge. So you can ride the mountain pass all the way to Breckenridge. So I'm hoping this is going to be one of the trails that we get to pack in um, and go camp and all of that in 2021. But just stunning views. I can't even, I go back through the photos. In fact, I had a couple turned into large canvas prints um, for my house because these photos were just stunning. Um, number two is Bear Tracks Lake. Uh, I chose this one because it was character building. Um, this one we tackled uh, early in June. I believe it was mid-June. There was still snowpack um, in some areas. It was me and my riding buddies, Sarah and Maddie, and we just went for it. It was 16 miles round trip. Um, this one was one where we were happy, mad, elated, frustrated. Um, it, like I said in my, I wrote these trail reviews and I'm like, this trail had all the feels. So like it made you go through this whole gamut of um, sensations because there was challenging sections and amazing views and the trail would be super easy and then it would go super technical. And then we, we got about 10 miles into it and hit blowdown. Um, Bless my husband's heart. He hi he actually hiked with us uh, and had brought a saw, and we ended up having to saw through several of these huge trees that had come down. Um, and all the hikers and and everybody were thanking us because we had brought a saw, and you know, because there were some that we just couldn't jump or get around, and so we were sawing through these trees. But yeah, talk about a character building trail, um, Bear Tracks Lake. So that was my number two. Number one, I put is Three Mile Creek. Uh, this is another one that's up Guanella Pass, and I cannot stop recommending this trail to people. It is gorgeous. It goes up this canyon following a creek, and you probably cross this creek, I don't know, 3,600 times, um, and it just weaves back and forth. Um, up this valley and you know back and forth over the creek and there's big rock formations and um, the valley that you're riding up is awesome it's super easy trail a beginner can do it um, and so then it leads up and you kind of get out of the trees and the views open up and it's all these mountain peaks around you and it's gorgeous and I actually had another person tell me that you can keep going for about, um, I think she said it was almost 20 miles round trip and it goes to the tops of the mountains and opens up and you can see all the Rockies um, surrounding you, of course all the 14ers and uh, just stunning. The photos she showed me were amazing so I would love to go back and do the longer version of that one. But that trail I've done several times and everybody else who rides it says it's their new favorite um, and so uh, it's just a it's just a fun it's uh, I would use magical to describe the Three Mile Creek. Um, the aspens and fall are solid gold and uh, in spring it's like fairyland and so just 
just really pretty. Um, great setting and, and easy to do. It's enjoyable. You can do it as an evening ride or you can do the longer version as a day ride. So yeah, so those would be my top 10. Wow, those all sound incredible. So where can people find information on these? Sure. So we the website is uh, tophorsetrails.com is where all of the trails are listed. Um, there is a Top Horse Trails Facebook page, so facebook.com slash Top Horse Trails, and that's where that top 10 list is posted if anybody wants to go see those. Great. I'm definitely putting these on my list. <laughs> <laughs> How friendly is Colorado to uh, horse camping? Good. Uh, there's a ton of opportunity for horse camping, whether you want to do campground camping um, or if you want to go do more rugged uh, dispersed camping or packing, super friendly. We have a ton of national forest, BLM land, uh, public space just to go. Um, you can Basically, half of Colorado is public land, I think. <laughs> um, and then there's also, we call it cabining, uh, because sometimes we just don't feel like camping. Um, like M Lazy Sea Ranch and a, a couple of the others that will go and rent a cabin, but then bring our horses and keep them in the corrals. So super horse camping friendly. So everything from boondocking to resorts. Yep, basically. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this great information with us. I hope that listeners will visit your website, tophorsetrails.com, and get out to Colorado and explore your trails. Awesome. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, most seasons, uh, winter's hard, but spring, summer, fall are stunning. In fall, you have all the aspen groves, and uh, which makes it fantastic. So, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Sure. Yeah, happy to. That interview was recorded in December. Since then, Michael Lynn has added more trails and functionality to her website. Go there and sign up for a free account to have access to the interactive map of trail locations. You can also narrow down the hundreds of trails by filtering on riding season, location, or even trail feature. It's very cool. A few weeks after speaking with Micah, I ended up accepting a riding and horse training position at a farm in Colorado Springs. I've been working there for almost two months now. Ironically, I'm too exhausted on my days off to want to ride my own horses, so I haven't explored as many trails as I'd hoped. But the Springs area is beautiful and has lots of trails to offer. You can find a number of them on tophorsetrails.com. So far, my favorites have been Sandstone Ranch in Larkspur and the Pineries Open Space in Black Forest. I have a few more weeks to explore before we move on to Idaho. Hopefully I can get out on more of these awesome Colorado trails. Well, that's all for today. As always, I welcome feedback and would love to hear from you. Feel free to email me, jess at rideclimb.com. You can read more about our nomadic lifestyle on the blog at rideclimb.com as well, and see photos of our travels on Facebook and Instagram at rideclimb. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy trails! The Happy Trails podcast was created and produced by me, Jessica Isbrecht. The show's music was written and performed by Jason Shaw. 